0: Welcome to season 3 of the Chai Break podcast. We're excited to engage in more inspiring conversations around our cross-cultural experiences. This season, we're diving deep into an often gray area
1: and a taboo in our culture: mental health and well-being. So, join us on our mission to break the barriers and get comfortable in those often uncomfortable spaces. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Chai Break Podcast. We hope you all have had a great start to 2024. So before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to express how humbling your responses have been to our Season 3 Chaivizations, both here on the podcast, on our social media channels, where I've been sharing nuggets from my own personal mental health journey and our newly launched newsletter, which has received such great response. Thank you so very much. And as you all know, every episode of the Shy Break podcast, from all the way starting from season one, all the interviews we've done, our web series and our newsletter interviews, the goal has always been to share real stories and vulnerable moments. Having said that, I feel like especially with this season, it kind of needs a disclaimer of sorts. Because in no way do we me or Rama claim that we're mental health experts. We're purely doing this to open up conversations and normalize, you know, conversations around mental health. And all of these topics that we're picking stem from our own personal experiences. So having said that, brings us to today's episode, one that Rama suggested when we were planning the season. And uh, it's very exciting because, uh, you know, it's given us a lot of... um, food for thought, a lot of reflection uh, to see like how these things have, you know, influenced our lives. So Rama, hello.
0: Hello, Shreeta, <laughs> Wow. That's, uh, yes, yes. I, I remember we was talking about this particular topic a few months ago and we penned it in and here we are. We're going to make a podcast out of it. So yes. everybody. The topic for the day is good girl syndrome. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm sure that uh, many of the South Asian women there are just nodding their heads as soon as they hear this topic because it is not so uncommon to hear the term good girl. Mm-hmm. You're a good girl right from the young age. And I'm just not narrowing it down just for the South Asian community. I think this is pretty prevalent across many different cultures yeah. and ethnicities. Mm-hmm. Um, simply put, I think we are in the mostly the South Asian context, uh, we see this a lot, but I'm sure it's there out there mm-hmm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. But what is a definition of a good girl syndrome? Let's talk a little bit about it. So there are so many, um, you know, when you Google or on the internet search, you can find a lot of definitions about what what it means to have a good girl syndrome. The one that I chose was from the Cleveland Clinic. And according to that definition, good girl syndrome happens when girls and women internalize cultural messages about how they should, quotes quote quotes should behave that are stereotypic in nature. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine what could happen if one is constantly being told, oh, did you do this? Good girl. Yeah. Oh, did you do that? Good girl. Oh, you behave like this? Good girl. So at a very young age, you keep saying these things. Mm-hmm. You internalize these messages as the only way to behave and to live. Yeah. And so what happens when you take this to the extreme you can just embody these behaviors. And to the est- extremes, it can just be one of the harmful mental traits, which can ultimately cause, um, you know, physical ailments and also affect personal relationships. Mm-hmm. So even I personally didn't think about it too much until very recently, which is when I just wanted to discuss this topic, because I remember catching myself saying a lot of this particular word, even to Ananya my daughter, you know, you did that good girl. Oh, you did that good girl. So at some point, I think I just caught myself saying that. And thank God I did because I started getting very curious as to why, why am I always tagging this line of good girl? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it slowly kind of dawned into me that it's how I was raised because I was told X, Y, Z, you do, you're a good girl. And in fact, getting that praise of being a good girl was like a reward. It was like, mm-hmm. Oh, yay. I mm-hmm. did something right. I'm a good girl. And so I wanted more of it. So I would aim to just do a certain behavior that pretty much got that response from people. Mm-hmm. And, and over time, I realized that as we're talking about our mental health journeys and our personal experiences, I think some of those traits have stuck in me mm-hmm. and many times I think I I do something and I expect a response and that's probably because of this very, you know, kind of this reward behavior that happened. Like you do this, you're a good girl. Mm-hmm. And probably because, you know, we're both seeking therapy and this has played a big role in my life. I caught myself talking to Ananya that way and then I realized, oh boy. This has to stop right here, right now, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I am now passing on the very same kind of behavior and reward method that I received when I was, you know, growing up. Yeah. And what happens with that young brain is that she might absorb this and think, okay, these are good. These are not good. Teaching values and virtues is a whole different thing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you want people to be honest. You don't want, you know, people, you know, these are like core values. Teaching core values and rewarding for that is is actually good, and everybody should do that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm talking is, oh, you didn't, you know, you. For example, it's like, oh, you know, people are coming home. Just go and dress up and come. And if they, if she kind of got ready and came, if she set up the table, if she did like little little things, it's like you're just almost like giving that little token of reward. Yeah, oh, because it's it's a
1: societal norm, right? Like, yeah. where does this, you know? good girl syndrome stem from I think you know that's very interesting to actually look into because everything you're saying like you said when like between Dia's age and Ananya's age the meaning of good girl and the weight of good girl changes because when kids are really young you know it's almost like positive peer pressure and they don't even realize it because I've caught myself saying it many a times because it's just harmless at that age. But when they reach, you know, Ananya's age where she's a teenager and she's growing up and she's going to go to college and things like that. Mm -hmm. Then you start realizing that it's nothing but conforming to certain norms, certain societal norms that have been set. And they all have been set way, way back if you track back to, you know how we heard it, our mothers have heard it, our grandmothers have heard it. So it all comes down to patriarchy. And that's exactly what like you catching yourself, me learning about it and being like, oh my God, I've said this to Tia too, is, you know, a way of us trying to change the narrative because, and it's not only that, you know, you've been told, oh, be a good girl, you know, don't cause any trouble, you know, just like, don't make your father angry, you know, wait for your turn, don't talk back, all of that. And I think, you know, maybe you can talk to it more than me, because, you know, you had a brother growing up mm-hmm. to, you know, I, I don't think like, I saw the boys in my life being told that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and it was always the girls. And, you know, if you even go back, and this is not really on the topic, but like, Things like, oh, you know, girls mature so much sooner, you know, like, oh, you know, cut some slack for the boys, things like that. I feel like it's because of our patriarchy that, you know, we've been taught this. And then as we go through life, you know, listening to this, ultimately what happens is we just become people pleasers. Like that is the ultimate thing that happens that, you know, that very much stems out of this because it's so ingrained in you. And you just go through life, you know, conforming to all societal expectations, adhering to traditional gender roles, you know, that you have to prioritize your family and, you know, the honor of your family. And all of these are like unspoken, unconscious behaviors Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that women just pick up and carry through their life, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know. And uh, a lot of times there are women that go through their entire lives without realizing this. And I think that's, you know, even more uh, painful.
0: You know, right. So basically, the female worth and likability ultimately can be defined by who we can be to others. Mm-hmm. So I think that is that is basically the fundamental core of good girl syndrome. Um, I don't think I like I told there is no harm in praising a good act or a good behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that that is definitely something that needs to be done in childhood, so children know what is the good behavior, and you know they they kind of embody and inculcate that. But it can also be done to just simple things where a self-expression can be blunted mm-hmm. because they ha- they cannot do a certain thing and they have to do a certain thing a certain way, and that's being a good girl, for example, just as something as simple as like, oh I'm oh, can you just smile, good girl, um, can you just like sit straight, good girl, can you just like you know even simple things, can you just walk straight, good girl? You know what I mean? like oh, can you just talk to this auntie?" Uh, for five minutes. I'll be back. Good girl. It's like, oh, don't you're, even you're... go to talk about the auntie thing. You know, remember when <laughs> we had
1: guests home and we were forced to come in front of them mm-hmm. and talk to them. And even worse for, I still remember, can you j- dance? No dance. Do some and I would yeah, just yeah, be like, yeah. no, I don't want can to. Can you
0: sing for, sing, can you sing a few songs? <laughs> Good girl. Uh, Can you, I think the list can look And off. if you say no, you
1: know, it's it's seen as, uh, it's a blunder. Yeah,
0: right. And, you
1: know, you're not conforming. And uh, yeah, no. I, I And I think it's it's something that, uh, I, I, I still feel that embarrassment when I think about those situations where I've like been forced to like come out of the room and talk to them. And I'd always be like, yeah, I'm studying. I'm busy, I'm busy. And I never wanted to come out of the room. And I was just forced to, mm-hmm. you know. And then like, Shwet, can you please be a good girl and just do this? And it's just like, oh my God. Like the only way this person will, you know, I can appease the guests and make my parents happy, make them proud is by conforming to all of these different
0: things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so let's talk about a few things that good girl syndrome can do. Mm-hmm. So, one of the bigger implications or one of the bigger downsides that happens in personality development is, you know, the big result is a people pleaser attitude. Mm-hmm. So, um, what is people pleasing? Again, it's, it refers to societal expectation for people, regardless of gender. And most oftentimes, it tends to be the woman to be agreeable self-sacrificing and always putting the others needs before their own yeah and this syndrome can lead to a suppression of your own desires because th- that is the problem right the self expression can get blunted if at every step in the way you're told what to do and you're rewarded as good girl so it's almost like you're training your mind to behave a certain way but it may not be exactly the way that your inner individuality desires mm-hmm. So this can lead to suppression of your own desires mm-hmm. and a relentless pursuit of external validation. Always hearing that good girl has trained you to really look for external validation and yeah. a pressure to conform to those expectations can create a significant stress and of course negatively impact your well-being. Yeah. And I think this applies to all gender, Shweta. I don't think this is definitely only pl- strictly applied to women. But I think we hear it in a lot in the context of women. Yes. Especially in some cultures. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, truly. Because and I think
1: it also, you know, what happens is like you were talking about, you know, we women, we tend to then like abandon our true Mm self-expression. And what happens is that you're not only suppressing it, you're almost, you know, it's Mm self-abandonment because your true self, you're suppressing it to a point wherein if you don't catch it at the right time. You kind of have an identity crisis because you really don't know. Like, are you making choices? What is the right behavior? Yeah, because your 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 opinions are clouded. Right. Like, is this my opinion? Like, my true self opinion, or is this because this is what I have been told all my life? Right. You know, if I'm this way, if I'm a certain way, I pick a certain career, I follow a certain path, Mm -hmm. then you know, in front of society. I'm doing well, I'm succeeding and all of that. And, but do I really want to do that? And even the, you know, the basic intelligence to like, step back and actually ask yourself that, like, is this the path that is my true path? Or is this something that someone else told me will lead me, you know, to success, right? Success in again, success also in somebody else's
0: eyes, like maybe your definition of success could be entirely different, right? And, you know, it because the, the whole people-pleasing uh, behavior is one, um, you know, self-abandonment and loss of self-expression is one. Third thing is decision-making. Mm-hmm. I think it greatly impacts decision-making. 100%. You know, the question, like, what is good for me in this situation gets very impacted because you really are not self-aware of your needs and wants because of which, you know, decision making any decision that is going to really be good for the soul. Mm -hmm. Um, Or good, you know, good for your purpose Mm -hmm. is just lost. And I think that probably has a big, drastic, negative effect for anybody. Mm -hmm. And this is the extremes we're talking about. Yeah, no, because and especially after women, you know, we get married, right? Mm -hmm.
1: That's another, there's so much, you know, um, patriarchal, uh, you know, norms and, you know, traditions that are packed into that relationship there. So Women there, now you're like, oh, now you're married, so you have to put your family before yourself. Right. You know, before you're getting married, it was the honor of your family. Like, you know, what? And again, like if you actually think about it, the whole what will, you know, society say, lo kya kahenge, is also very much part of this. Correct. No, absolutely. And all of this is kind of more so burdened on the girl. Yeah. Right. And I still remember, actually, you know, this this is so crazy now as I'm talking about this, it's coming to me because, as you know, today, you know, 10, what, almost 14 years later, it's not a big deal. But when me and Arun got married, Mm -hmm. it was a very, very big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, for those of you who don't know, you know, my husband's Christian, I'm Hindu, I'm like two years older than him. All of this was an extremely big deal back then. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, I remember like when my parents got to know and you know, they were like, that was the thing you know mm-hmm. because as a girl like i've had like you know family and you know family friends relatives i've heard you know through the family grapevine that oh you know you should have like you know um i don't i don't think you did a very good job in you know raising her you know in the sense that a lot because, of criticism a lot of criticism about... because comparisons like you know see i never let my daughter talk to boys yeah you know i I've, I've heard things like that and that, that is the reality and um the, the kind of like you know almost shame that my parents had to go through yeah yeah you yeah. know and hence you know what they were telling me and why you know it, it took us so long to even convince them and you know get married and all of that stuff but like it's very very real you know um the conformity of everything right and even for example when I changed changed careers you know that again was a very big deal. So all of it was because my path, I was a rebel, you know, starts like every other teenager, but then I just continued to be a rebel in every part of my life, mm-hmm. you know, because I finally realized that's why I actually, you know, the one term I used, you know, after I moved here, like six months into like moving abroad was like, I just felt liberated. Yeah. Because for the first time I was in an unknown city. I didn't have anybody, you know, telling me what to do. Or judging me for what I'm doing or what I'm saying or what I'm wearing. I didn't have to conform,
0: mm, mm, you know, mm. I
1: didn't have to be this good girl or this good daughter or, you know, this, uh, you know, good wife. Mm-hmm. I was just like doing whatever the hell I wanted. I could just be me. You could
0: just be Shweta. Yeah. Discovering Shweta. Discover who I am. That's so true. And discover who I am. Which is literally what you did. Mm-hmm. So, which is literally mm-hmm. what I did too. And I yes. think our journey still continue. Yes. To some, peel some of those layers mm-hmm. that have been... Um, you know kind of we have taken over, yeah, but um, so how to overcome good girl syndrome? There are a good some mm-hmm. some techniques that you know, if we start um using that, it probably helps us. But for all these, I think if you identify with any of these um, issues that we were just talking about, I think it's uh very important to seek mental help. Um, so any mental health professional, and um, they will just identify um, some areas that you would probably need help and it. And it's nothing to worry because I think it's basically the first step is self awareness. The Mm -hmm. fact that Mm -hmm. you really, one can really say, like, oh, yeah, this has happened to me as well. And I'm repeating a pattern. I'm repeating a particular stereotype, a behavior. And um, a behavior. Mm -hmm. And then, um, you know, trying to gain that self awareness is probably the number one step to really addressing uh, this particular um, good girl syndrome. And then the second thing is, once we realize that there's always this inner critic saying, you know, calling out for, you know, what, although there is this cry for help, the inner critic just shuts that cry down. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you get this whole blame game. Oh, I, I you know, if, if you want to express something, they, uh, there was a moment of the self-expression that completely violated what you've been taught before, uh, how to be a good girl. And then the critic comes in and say, oh, you just, you know, you just did something bad. You did something bad because, you know, you you didn't do what you were supposed to. you taught all these years. You're not a good girl. So shut that inner critic. Have some self-compassion. Yeah. Because ultimately, this is not, a, you didn't commit a crime or a mistake. You just, you know, you're starting to express yourself. The self-awareness that you've gained is ultimately leading to self-expression And sometimes the inner demons just can come around and want to shut it down. So, having a lot of self compassion here through this process, Mm -hmm. as you even talk about it to your mental health professional, um, is key. And the third thing is establishing boundaries. (laughs) Once you're aware, once you've kind of realized that I'm going through this process Mm -hmm. um, and I'm having this inner critic and I'm shutting it down successfully. Now, this next key step is trying to establish some yeah. boundaries. Yeah, because yeah. you know
1: it's so innately tied, right? Yeah, you know, people pleasing and good girl syndrome. Yeah, and part of that, like you and me discussed recently, like saying no.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I You'll think find this is it, my year it of so saying,
1: uh, hard, and that's exactly you know mine too. Yeah, like actually saying no and uh, realizing that realizing your bandwidth, right? Like this is all I can take on. Mm-hmm. As much as I would love to do this X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And maybe a close friend, you know, or an ex coworker, someone's asking you, whatever that is might be exciting, whether mm-hmm. it's work, whether it's personal. But if you cannot, it's okay to actually say no and be like, I just do not have the bandwidth right now.
0: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. perfectly fine because mm-hmm. that is the whole part of good girl syndrome, right? It's a people pleasing attitude. Yes. So saying yes always comes easy. Very. And it comes at a cost, but it's easy. Mm-hmm. So, but saying no is hard. Yeah. But then it comes at a gain. So, you know, establishing those boundaries is definitely really, really important. Once you've kind of shut the inner critic, shown compassion, start now developing a new form of self expression, which means first learn what you like and what you don't like. And for the things that you don't want to don't like, start establishing some boundaries. Mm-hmm. And this ultimately leads to really gaining self confidence and the self worth that was probably shut down because of all of the you know things that we just discussed mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. so for all of this you really have to seek support it takes a village um you know realizing this it's impossible nearly impossible for one person just to stay in the vacuum and trying to really develop And get out of these layers that Mm -hmm. we were just talking about. Mm -hmm. So definitely takes a village. It takes supports of friends and family. Yeah. You know, if you identify somebody else identifies with the same issues like you do, please talk to them, open up and having that vulnerability, having that those vulnerable moments are definitely key in really completely successfully coming out of this mold, you know, that was built in Mm -hmm. within you. Because ultimately, all of this is Mm self-care and self-love, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. When you just realize
1: that, okay, this is who I am. This is what I like. These are my opinions. And this is what I can handle. You are actually taking care of yourself. And once you realize that and start taking care of yourself, you can present yourself in all of your roles in life. Yeah. Both professional and personal in so much of a better way. Because you're actually filling your cup.
0: Yeah. 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 With your
1: true self, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Not clouded by anyone's opinion of what you should do, what you should say, or how you should be, but how you really want to be.
0: Correct. So actually, it's interesting. So even now, the audience must be sitting and wondering like, yeah, it's all true. I can see that. But do I really have the good girl syndrome? Like, how do I really know? So Mm -hmm. again, a mental health professional will probably be the best person to approach to to discuss this or friends or anyone who have issues. But we've we've drawn some questions that Mm -hmm. probably will help in identifying if you're really going through these set of problems. And And we have a list of questions. So let's see if you identify with any of these questions. One, do you worry about offending or bothering people? Yes. I do all the time. (laughs) I do all the time. (laughs) Are you a perfectionist or overachiever? I'm hiding. (laughs) There you go. I think Shweta is a perfectionist. I'm an overachiever. And two, three. Do you have to do all your work before you allow yourself to rest or have fun? Oh, good uh, God! No, I I am a little bit like that. You're like that. Yes, I probably yes. I probably prioritize rest and fun. So yeah. I think yeah, I know that <laughs> you're a Libra. I know you. I know <laughs> Libras too well. So I think my I think thankfully my Libra is coming to save my good girl syndrome here. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have trouble speaking up for yourself or asking for what you want all the time?
1: I think I'm, I'm getting, getting better. better.
0: Jinx! Yes. yes, I'm getting better at it. <laughs> But yes, definitely. Yeah, are you a stickler for rules, like even minor ones, like I don't want to be late or cut in line or jaywalk? Maybe I'm not that much, but I think Shweta is. Yeah. I am. For sure. And are you a people pleaser who's uncomfortable with conflict and afraid of disappointing or hurting other people's feelings all the time? I was about to say that's Rama. That's Rama. That's me. I don't want to be a disappointment to anyone. I don't want to hurt anyone. I will go over my way to like make sure, um, you know, somebody is not hurt. And it's, I don't know, some people have always thought that that was a great quality, but that can be so... That can be draining. Yes. yes. No, I um, think for me, I take it to a point.
1: Yeah. And then I think uh, over time, I've just come to realize, you know, mm-hmm. when people are trying to walk all over me, I'm just like, no.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I actually am. like, I've gotten better. I know when the line is, you know, the boundaries we're talking, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I've am i started setting those boundaries and I, it's really, get, really, really getting better. Mm-hmm. And the last question is, do you crave predictability and get anxious with unexpected changes? <laughs> About unexpected changes, I think Rama better. Rama has seen
1: the progression. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, I can say I have you know come out of it better. But uh, our initial <laughs> you know days of being amateur podcasters mm-hmm. was one that uh, wrecked havoc because I used <laughs> to be so stressed out. Any podcasting, you know, schedule changes, anything happens. I used to just get so
0: panicked. Yeah. Rama has seen it all. <laughs> I, th- I think we've kind of established that we have somewhat of a good girl syndrome. And like you <laughs> yes. can divide the questions into half, half Shweta and half Rama. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fit the bill. Oh my God. Anyway, it was certainly seemed that trying to make other people happy would be a good thing. Right, Shweta? Yeah. yeah. But the problem here is like you're constantly putting other people's needs ahead of your own self, only because you feel that that's, that's being a good girl or a good person. That's where the problem lies. You do it because of the real true love. You know, you have a real reason behind it. Mm -hmm. Totally understand. But if you're doing it just because you want to be this good girl or get validation, Yeah, that is where I think the problem happens.
1: Yeah, Because if you just give and give and give, you know, you'll end up being empty yourself, right? Right. And you finally get mentally exhausted, physically exhausted, and then you feel resentful, you know, which is which is not
0: a good space to be in. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. So people think about it, take charge of your life. And if you see that you're fitting into any of these patterns. And, uh, you've been also raised being told that being doing this and doing that is being a good girl. Um, then you probably have some issues that we just discussed and it's time to take charge and benefit from seeking some help. Mm -hmm. Some of the questions again, I think, Shweta, we can ask. Yeah. Because um, I think it's interesting that one is to finally realize that, yes, I do
1: have it. Right. But then like as you're coming out of it, right? Right. What are the questions to ask yourself when you're put in those very familiar situations where you typically would just say yes without even thinking about it? Right. Right. You would overstretch, you know, stretch yourself thin and say yes. And I think this is a very good list even for you and me, you know, and I was reading through it and I'm like, yes, this is like something I need to ask myself. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one of the things, first ones is, am I meeting my own needs Mm -hmm. while I'm doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I being true to myself, like we were saying?
0: Right. Am I doing this
1: out of obligation or desire? I think this is a very good one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you could really go deep into saying, what do I really want? Mm-hmm. And just, just pause and take your time to really understand what yes. you really want. Are you doing this as an obligation
1: because it's a friend or, you know, someone mm-hmm. close to you? Mm-hmm. Or is this something that you're really passionate about? And I think for you and me, it's all of our XYZ side hustles that, you know, we feel very passionate about that, you know, we want to take on and do. Yeah. And what do you truly
0: want? Right. 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 Mm -hmm. Right. And this is a big one. Can I politely and kindly state my opinions or ideas? Because I think we we kind of the self-expression can get completely shut down. And many times people just don't speak up Mm -hmm. because, you know, they just kind of don't know how to do it because it's always been shut down saying don't speak in public. Don't talk like this. Don't talk like that. Yeah. So. You know, can I politely and kindly state my opinions or ideas if I don't want to do something? Yeah. And I think that is that's a good uh, question to mm-hmm. ask. Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, if you decide that, OK, you want to say no, the whole thing about, you know, will people hate me? Will they disown me? Will You know, yeah. you, you start imagining the worst. Yeah. And that is something, you know, we have to stop ourselves. Like, And I think this has happened to me even with friends, right? Like you send a text message and you don't get a response for like a week. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, Hey, is everything all right? Like I start imagining that I did something wrong. And maybe that person is upset with me. And it just like drives, I drive myself totally crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Thinking that and they're like, Oh, no, I was just traveling or like something like silly, you know, like completely normal. And then you're like, Oh, okay, like I exhausted myself mentally, Mm -hmm. just wondering, you know, why?
0: Right. So, mm-hmm. and one question that I really absolutely love from this list, reta is how can I be kind to myself in this situation? I think that is, that is that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I think we all have to ask that mm-hmm. for a lot of situations. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, so guys, begin to take more chances, start setting more boundaries and prioritize yourself. Yeah. Prioritizing yourself isn't going to radically shift you from being a good girl to a selfish, inconsiderate rebel. (laughs) But prioritizing yourself is actually going to show you a lot more about self-love and what is it that you really need. Mm -hmm. And so increase that self-awareness, compassion, self-love, ultimately the confidence. Yeah. You know, you just want to ultimately break that rigid,
1: good girl role, you know, that you've been told to play, asked to play and have played all of your life. Right. And finally, just be more authentic, be more fulfilled in who you are and what you want to do and you know you finally become this emotionally healthier version of you right so I think that the key is to it's time to breathe in and (laughs) let go of the good girl syndrome perfectionism Uh, Shweta are you taking note (laughs) And people pleasing and you know just uh Rediscover yourself and rediscover who you truly are. Yep. And uh, that's where, you know, you start loving yourself more and you realize that your energy that you
0: exude is what you attract. Yeah. like we say, your vibe, your tribe. Right, Rama? Absolutely. Your vibe, your tribe. <laughs> that's it from us, folks. And if you like this topic, if you identify with any of these issues that we've been talking about, please feel free to write to us about your experiences and we would love to hear about it and also, um, you know, share with our other audiences because you vibe our tribe with our tribe. So there you go. (laughs) Bye. Until next time. Bye, guys. Until next time. So this was lovely. Until next time. Bye, Shweta. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed our Chivization as much as we did. Please let us know what you think. It means the world to us. Yes, and join the Chivization
1: on our social media channels, where we discuss the many facets of mental health and well-being and share our collective thoughts. If there's a topic you'd like us to talk about, write to us at chivakepodcast at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram account.